Blog Talk Radio. FT Sports Podcast. Wait a minute. It's not Thursday. It's Wednesday night, 9 p.m., May 30th. See, Dave? B. Ellis, TBAA Ron. The fellas will be here in a couple of minutes. Welcome to FT Sports Podcast. Wednesday edition, solely because the NBA Finals. Want to respect everybody's time and Respect the fact that LeBron James, the eighth time, is back in the NBA Finals straight. Only the sixth player in NBA history to do that. Interesting stat. And, of course, the Golden State Warriors will join him. They've been there four times. It's the first time that the Golden State Warriors have had a variation of this team. Not very deep on the bench, but consistently using the young guys. Probably the only team in the NBA currently that does that, using the youth to their advantage. They're back in the NBA Finals. A lot of people don't want to see this matchup, but they're going to see it for the fourth time. It sounds annoying, and if you're not annoyed yet, I'm pretty sure you will be. Uh, We cap off our season after the NBA Finals, so in about two weeks we should be wrapping up here. It's been a hell of a season. NFL and all their nonsense, the NBA and all their nonsense. It's just been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, 646-668-2182 is the number. Hey, hey, Ron, what's good, my friend? Uh, what's going on, brother? You dropped the bomb on me this this morning, man, with the, the, the text. Like, June sucks. <laughs> June sucks. Like, it's a lot of stuff happening in the month of June, at least this year. Um, a lot of stuff happening. It is what it is. It is what it is, man. Speaking of which, as we wait for the fellas to get in here, I, I, I got to ask you two two cultural questions primarily. One, uh-huh. Roseanne. I got. I, I, I just got to say this because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say this, and I, I, I'm going to say this be, before the comments. I was actually excited because Roseanne. You know, growing up watching the show. Never watched it. Okay, fair enough. Society wasn't ready for Roseanne then. Definitely the episodes that she had watched, maybe three episodes. I was like, man, this is just in time. People need to watch this. Kind of wake up a little bit. I understand. And then she drops these nuggets out there and just says everything that she says. And ABC takes her off the air, not coming back. Whatever, and then blames it on I believe it's Ambien, a drug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they come out and say, "Nah, racism isn't a side effect of taking Ambien." Nice try though. Like, what's your mm-hmm. thoughts on this, man? Like this, like when I saw the comments, I'm like, "Really, Roseanne? Like, what are you doing?" But what's your thoughts on that? Uh, well, since she uh so eloquently. Um, you use monkeys and apes in her tweet. I will say that uh, it was a uh, monkey see, monkey do. Uh, yeah, you know, there, there's other people out there. I'm 
not going to name drop anybody, that uh, are able to say whatever the hell they want without consequence. And, uh, yeah, it galvanizes other people and makes them think that, hey, hey, if they can do it, I can do it too. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that happened, and uh, she found out that she uh, she, she ain't had a juice like that. So uh, you just can't say yeah. what you want. You just can't just say what you want to say, Roseanne. It don't work that way. Yeah, it it, it don't work that way. So uh, I mean, how pissed so, off yeah. would the, um, the cast members of the show be, though? I mean, like, well, well, what what what's what's funny is, um, it's been reported that cast members were about to quit the show before they found out that he got canceled. Like they were oh. ma- taking their steps to uh, to quit the show. And uh, before those phone calls could continue, they they found out that uh, the show had been canceled. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Roseanne, shame on you! Shame on you! I mean, it, it is what it is. Like I, I like I said, I didn't um didn't watch her show. Uh, I mean, either in the nineties, nor uh did I watch any of the reboots. Uh, yeah, her antics uh, before the reboot even happened uh, were outside of my uh, my uh, word I can't think of right now. But yeah, I did okay. not partake. And uh, yeah, I mean, hey, th- thank you, uh, Disney, for uh, finally doing something, something right. You know, uh, small wins. You know, so uh, yeah, maybe uh, that episode of. Maybe that episode of Blackish that uh, Disney said couldn't go on air can actually go on air now. Man, interesting. TV, good evening, man. How you doing? Hey, what's good, fellas? Not much, man. Uh, just I talking bet. a little Roseanne. Just talking a little Roseanne. Since, you, since you're in, um, I, I'm going to change the topic because of another cultural topic. Um, I'm not into this whole rap beef thing. I'm not. But I got to say... That this whole Drake and Pusha T thing, pretty doggone interesting. Um, I'm gonna assume you guys heard Pusha T's, I guess, comeback or his diss track that he just recently released. That cut <laughs> that thing we, cut deep, did it? Did we witness the murder atrocity, the murder that happened <laughs> yesterday? <laughs> I, I mean, I was waiting for somebody to ask me if I wanted to go see a dead body, like uh. Yeah, man, like, I, I found myself all day today just skipping over all Drake's songs because I just felt bad for that man. I was like, I can't, I can't listen to you right now, Aubrey. You're dead, be dead, bro. Very... Uh, yeah. Dang, man. You know, I got to be dead. So, you know, I felt that. <laughs> <laughs> the the finger snap, you know, the, the infamous finger snap from Avengers, um, it seems to come in, in, in play in multiple things here. Rap now, Roseanne, basketball, football. I mean, it, this 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 is crazy, man. It's crazy. TV. Have you heard the track? Have you, do you have any thoughts on on this whole rap beef right now between the two, or just in general? Uh, to be honest, I do not. I don't have a clue what you guys are talking about. Part of rap battles, <laughs> so uh, you know, it's this thing. Geez. It's this thing called uh, you know, just going about the business bro. and. I ain't that old, bro, but, you know, it's just certain things, like, I mean, I, I really haven't heard about it. Apparently, it's big, and it's the next biggest thing to the Cuban Missile Crisis, so, um, I guess, 
I don't know, man. I, I, the question is, how did it get started? That would be, yeah. be the first question I have. I, I, I don't know. I I just heard Push's track, and I was like, oh, it sounds real personal. <laughs> and kept did you, moving. Did you hear Drake's track? I did not. I, I, I did not. I just heard Push the T's because everybody was talking about it today. And I'm like, okay, what is this? And I saw that you sent it out yesterday. For some reason, I couldn't download it. But when I finally listened to it, I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Some Wow. So how it started Somebody is, put, uh, Push put on put a, a diss track to, uh, about Drake on his album that dropped on Friday. And so Drake being Drake dropped an answer to that diss track the same day. And it, it had some fire behind it. And then, you know, Pusha T took the weekend and then dropped his answer to it. And, uh, yeah, uh, it's been radio silent from the Drake camp all day. Uh, hope somebody, somebody needs to go check on that man. Uh, he might be back in Canada trying to see if he can revive the grassy right now. Because, um, yeah, I mean, his album drops next month. And, yeah, it's, uh, uh. Sounds pretty yeah. rough, man. So, uh, the, the track, very personal. I, uh, very, very personal. Uh, very, very personal. I, I don't know what uh, Drake did or what he said, but he pissed off somebody he shouldn't have pissed off. It ain't Meek Mill either. It, it, it sounds like the wrong cast to make He came at that man's wife. He, he came at oh. that man's wife. Oh, yeah. well, that'll do it. Yeah. That, that'll do it. 646-668-2182 is the number. Um Still waiting on Ellis to join us to get into the to the NBA talk. Um, I, I want to start off with the NBA talk though with the story that dropped today, fellas. Uh, Twitter problems, Twitter problems. I, I, I'll say that with the Seventy Sixers. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware of what's going on with that. I'll keep it very brief. Yep. Uh, Colangelo uh, apparently has five different personalities, and he's been <laughs> tweeting at, you know all these burner accounts. He has admitted to one. Four of them, or I believe two or three of them, um, went private the minute that the story was released. I believe another one got deleted. So what do you guys think about this thing? And better yet, just this is not the first time, TV, we've heard of an athlete or an owner using Twitter burner accounts because Kevin Durant comes to mind as well. He had one. What's your thoughts on that and then just this? 76 a story as a whole. Is it bizarre to you, or what do you make of it? Uh, man, yeah, another story I'm not too familiar with, to be honest with you guys, but uh, I don't know, man. I think it's, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm not surprised about this. I mean, damn near almost, well, almost everybody has a Twitter handle and doing stuff like what this uh, individual is doing for the Philadelphia 76 or so. I'm, I'm not surprised about this. I mean, I don't know. I I just I I just think it's funny. It's a bit of an attention grabber, but that's kind of like my take on it. McGriff, what you think? Mm-hmm. So, am I surprised? Hell no! Nah. Like no, like nothing. It, it takes a lot to surprise me these days. Um, anyone that has played video games online, or I'll even take it a step further. Anyone that was ever in, like, those AOL and Yahoo chat rooms back in the day knows (laughs) that the anonymity of computer screens gives people a lot of confidence. And 
supposed swagger. Like behind keyboards and screens, people can be whatever they feel like they want to be. But you said Yahoo. And they're true colors. They're true colors. You know, age, sex, location. You know what I'm saying? You got a webcam. (laughs) Um, Yeah, people feel like they can be whoever they want to be, and they can say whatever they want to say because they can hide behind the fact that they are anonymous. So, no, I'm not surprised that he aired his grievances on Twitter. Um, it's, it's, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not the first time it's happened. It's not going to be the last time it happens. Like, there, there's plenty of ghosts and bots on Twitter saying what people really want to say deep down. And um, what I can really take from this is uh, go to therapy, people. Uh, can I get a hand clap behind that, Chris? Uh, no, no doubt, man. Yeah, go, go to therapy. Go, go, go to therapy. <laughs> there, there's a lot of negative stigmas about therapy. But go talk about the issues. Like, I know a lot of your employers will cover therapy sessions. But go talk about what's ailing you. Go talk about the things that are floating around in your mind. It'll help you a lot. The well, I agree. A, lot, a, a much better place if people just went and talked out the problem. <laughs> <sighs> While I agree with everything you just said, what the hell does that have to do with Colangelo and his five personalities on Twitter, bro? I'm saying, like, if he was to go talk to the therapist, and a therapist was like, hey, bro, you're racist as stuff. You need to check that. Get some help. Maybe he wouldn't be on Twitter as five different fake people. Like, what's they call that? Schizophrenia, when you just got a bunch of different people living in your head? Like, there, there's medicine for that, and it won't make you racist. There's no side effects of racism for medicine that you can take. He has a lot of time on his hands for him to have all them damn uh, Twitter handles. Yes, so, like, yes yeah, he does. Yeah, yes, he has. The, the twist with it is that he used, the things that he tweeted out was high-level things that executives should only know. And with Jalil Okafor recently being on the team, tweeting out something of the nature of, you know, wonder why it's so difficult to trade him. Why don't you look at his physical? You know, really tweeting out things that only these guys should know. And if these things are true, that he indeed did these things, I mean, he ruined probably Jalil Okafor's career in, in some aspects and in, in his stock as a player. Um, the things that he's saying about, the, his current team, the, the current players that he has on that team right now, the process, if you would. I mean, you don't come back from that. Now, this is not Derling, uh I, I forget his name, um, Sterling, whatever he was, the, the owner of the Clippers. This is not that, where it's racist related. Yeah, there it is. But it's... So why, why are the big racist people named Donald? Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> True. <laughs> Very, very true. Very true. It's just—it's surprising, <laughs> fellas, that an owner would do that. At what point no, do we not. say in all sports? Well, let me ask this: At what point do we say that we got to hold players and owners accountable equally when it comes to social media? Do we do we get to that point or no? People can't be held responsible just. And they the janitor at school like I it's I, come I, it's 
I mean, but but real yeah. talk. If you tweeted out something at work about somebody, and your boss got a hold of it, you're gone. It's as simple as that. It's it's not a complicated subject. I mean, I, I just feel like these owners should be held accountable if the players are. We we just saw a guy tweet out about how he felt about a team and then blamed it on the fact that he was talking about his girlfriend, and that was Eric Bledsoe before he got released from the Suns before he went to go play with Milwaukee. I mean, we just seen that. That just happened this season, and now owner is doing the same thing. But it's like, oh, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. So I'm asking, at what point do we say, nah, you lose the benefit of the doubt? Eric Blesso didn't get the benefit of the doubt, gentlemen. We talked about it on this show. He tried to blame the fact that he went somewhere with his girlfriend. I guess I, I, I don't know if she was getting her hair done or nails done, one or two. And he was actually talking about the Phoenix Suns. They released him the next day. Now was he? Now was he? Did he? Was he tweeting about it, or was he just talking about it, like just you know wherever he was at with his girlfriend, basically? The the story was he's unhappy with Phoenix, and he tweeted out that he needed to get the hell up out of there. Everybody knew what he was talking about. And then after the story hit and everybody took some time to circulate, he came out and said, I was referring to um, the salon with my girlfriend. <laughs> like this was after, after the backlash happened. Then he came back and said, oh, it was, it was about my girlfriend. And by then, Phoenix took that sign and they got rid of him. And that's why he's over in Milwaukee now. And they were going to trade him anyway, but it just sped up the process. So, again, an example of a player using social media TV, and, you know, he gets he gets stoned for it. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you have to be careful whenever you use any of these social media platforms because they are being monitored 24-7. And it's better to just say, you know what, if you're going to talk about your team, talk about your team, but don't lie and say something, you know, and try to make it, sound like it was something completely different. And as far as the uh was it, was it Jerry Colangelo for the for, yeah. the for the Sixers? Yeah. I mean, hate to say this, man, but <laughs> you already know he's gonna get a pass. I mean what's that scenario? What are they gonna do? What are they gonna do? Um um uh, well, suspend them? Right. I mean <laughs> it, yeah, hell, they were, well you can't use Twitter anymore. Well then you know somehow, some way you're gonna create another damn Twitter handle under a different name. Oh, so, <laughs> you already, I already know how this. I can already tell how this is going to play out. I mean, I don't. Let, it, he's not right for what he did, but still. I just, I think you said it, TV. What time do you have on your hand to handle five? I can barely handle one. This dude is handling five. I don't get it. I, I just thought it was an alarming story. I thought it was comical this morning. And I'm thinking to myself, man, like. The ramifications behind it, because the things that were said, it, it's 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 bizarre. Take a look at it, read about it, give me your thoughts on it. Um, the down the road six four six 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 eight two one eight two is the number. It looks like we got two callers on the on the line. Let's get TV back in here. Uh, let's get this caller in here. Last four six two nine four. You're on with FT Sports Podcast. Good evening, gentlemen. This is Lou from Jersey. Lou from Jersey. Good evening. Yeah, it's been a long time. How are What's you? Going on, I know. I, I know. I've had other, I've had other um, issues, um, things to deal with, and I 
just thought I found you on tonight. So I thought, hey, why not? I got time. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Wednesday edition. We didn't want to interfere with the NBA finals, so uh, ah, I decided to come on tonight. I knew that. What's going on, man? Support. Well, I must say, if anybody's been taking predictions, I hope you did better than mine. <laughs> we did some predictions here. Um, I think we all. Well, oh, let me keep keep it honest. I think I picked Boston TV. At, no, did we all pick Cleveland for the? We picked Cleveland, didn't we? Yeah. Wow. Okay, so so we all picked Cleveland. Yeah, we all picked Cleveland, and I think we – I don't know, one of us may have picked Houston. I know I picked Golden State. Oh, I'm really the odd man out now. So what do you think about the finals then, Lou? Well, I was was hoping we weren't going to see round four of this, but unfortunately we got – I really thought Houston was going to, you know, take take advantage of – of Iguodala's absence after he got hurt, but it wasn't. It just didn't happen. I mean, I guess uh, the Rockets missed uh, Chris Paul more, so I think that was the cl- I think there was a clincher right there. Hmm. It's almost like it was set up that way. It's almost like it had to happen. Oh, what can go wrong? We got this in the bag. Game five, we're up, and then one minute left in the quarter. Like, oh no. Yeah, that had to happen. Yeah. It, it couldn't make a more it couldn't make a more perfect setup. We're there, we got it, and then uh oh. So are you saying conspiracy theory here? I mean, is, is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, you can say that. No, Lou. TV, Aaron, what, what's your guys' thoughts on that? I, what, what's your guys' thoughts on that? I don't know, man, but I tell you what. Uh, they, they did a good. They did a good job on Chris Paul's answering, then you know, setting this up for a fourth right. uh, a fourth matchup between um, Cleveland and Golden State. I pick Cleveland. In, I pick Cleveland in five. Uh, and I think I pick Golden State in five. And it's funny that both series ends up going to seven games. And and I either way, you know, that, Uh. No, I, you know, I was surprised. I didn't think it would go. Get, I, I did not think it would go to seven games, really? and I didn't see. I, I really didn't. I really didn't. I mean, with Boston, they were good, but you could tell they lacked. The, they lacked the star power as far as them mm-hmm. being able to seal the deal when they were up three two, and I knew. Mm-hmm. And then watching the previous two series, Boston had struggled on the road. Sorry. So in my mind, I figured I knew Cleveland was going to win that series. And then here you have Golden State and Houston. Well, I mean Houston is a a team that you know that does a lot of isolation. They like to shoot the three ball. But again, Golden State is the more experienced team. I mean they've been together longer than the Houston Houston uh, lineup. And yes, I just I, I just felt that Golden to me I just I I couldn't really take Houston seriously. And I think it's because defensively I just never. Looked at as Houston as that team that can get it done on both sides of the court. I mean, with Iguodala going down, it kind of it, favored, it started favoring Houston. But then the moment Chris Paul started grabbing on his hamstring, I knew the series was over, and I knew he wasn't going to be able to play Game Six, and they weren't going to be able to close it out in Game Six. TV, because you go ahead. Do you believe? And before you finish your thought, do you believe that even with Chris Paul? They wouldn't be Golden State because I, I don't believe that. I honestly, I never lost faith in Golden State. I believe they would have beat 
the Rockets regardless if Chris Paul was there or not. He made a difference, yes, but I don't think him being in the lineup would have made a world of difference. Honestly, if Chris Paul was still in the lineup, I think Golden State still would have won because even the games that they won when Chris Paul was playing, I felt like it was more of Golden State not really focusing in. Yeah. And numerous times in the game, it looked as if I want to say they they I, I, they they just they just didn't look like they were together basically. Yeah. And I felt like even even though Houston won those games, it just didn't. It it still almost felt, it it felt more like Golden State kind of like lost the game more than actually than Houston actually winning. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, I agree with that. It I, does. I, I totally agree with that. Um. In game six, I think – well, I won't go there. I w- we won't talk about the games. I want to try to wait for Ellis as long as we can before we actually break the games right. down. But I will say this. TV, I know, you know, Chris Paul, you know, he's one of your – a guy that you, you know, revere, a good guy as far as players are concerned. I won't say one of your favorite guys. I don't know. But I will say this. I don't feel James Harden and Chris Paul changed the narrative. I know that – a lot of people out here say that, that, you know, at least James Harden has. He played hard on all this. I can't say that he did because he didn't shoot particularly well in the series at all, like at all, from game five all the way to seven. Did not shoot well at all. Despite the 30 points that he may have had, he just didn't do that. And Chris Paul, all he needed to do was to stay healthy. And I don't, I don't know what it is, but he just can't stay healthy. And he can't change. The narrative does not change for Chris Paul. Every time the moment gets big, he gets injured. And I hate to say that, but it's true. Is that, yeah, is that that's just, wrong to think that? Um, I, 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 I don't think it's wrong to think that. I mean, it's just, it's just one of those unfortunate things, man. And I really felt for Chris Paul because, you know, this is his first ever Western Conference, you know, his conference finals appearance since he's been in the league, his first one. And he's 33 years old. So this was his, probably his his, his uh, best and last chance of of getting to the NBA Finals. But we'll see what happens next se- next season. But the thing about James Harden, and I heard someone say this a couple of days ago, James Harden looks good during a regular season. I mean, he looks he damn it looks untouchable, right? Yeah. But then come postseason. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say James Harden shrinks up, but he just look he just look, looks totally like a different player. And I don't know if I mentioned this in the past, but the, in the postseason, it's more physical. In the postseason, oh, yeah. the refs are going to let let you play, right? Mm-hmm. And someone once said, what a player does in the off season will show how far they were to go through the season and during the postseason. And I think with James Harden. May, it may just have to be his conditioning. I think his conditioning needs to change. I think he needs to put himself. He needs to find a trainer, and 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 go from there as far as changing his his body as far as being able to take that punishment come the postseason. Because after eighty two games, now you're playing twenty more, you or twenty five more. You know, so. After a while, you're going to get tired. You're going to get fatigued, and you and you saw that not just with him, but you saw that with, with, with most of the Houston players. I mean, what was what was it? Twenty six, twenty seven straight uh, missed straight three pointers. Twenty seven. Twenty seven so, missed three pointers. 
So mm-hmm. therefore, and and mo- and a lot of them were open, were they not? Yes, I was going to say that they so, were. Majority of them were not contested. So the thing is, whenever you miss a shot like that and the ball is barely touching the rim, the first thing to go, gentlemen, as a jump shooter, are your legs. Mm. Once your legs start to go, it's a wrap. Yeah. You don't you don't have you don't have that same lift like you did uh back you know you know back when uh back in May or or you know when the the first uh the first playoff game or whatever. And that's the difference between a guy like James Harden and LeBron James. Your conditioning. Mm. Not to mention that they're working extra hard on the defensive side as well. Oh, that takes oh, and that takes a lot of you too. Yes. Yeah. Man, interesting. Interesting breakdown, TV. I like that. I like that. McGriff, um, I want to address this mm-hmm. conspiracy theory thing because this really grinds my gears. It really does. Because a lot of people in NFL, they say the same thing about the Patriots. They're always there. Uh, they want the, the league wants this to happen. I, when I hear that, it really, makes, it really pisses me off. So I want to get your thoughts from the standpoint, because you watched a couple of these games. When Chris Paul went down, before he even went down. Okay, I'm sorry. You watched all of the games. When Chris Paul went down, did you feel like, oh, well, the league is going to get what they want, or did you feel like, damn, this sucks. I have to watch Cleveland and the Warriors again. Like, what? how do you address conspiracy theories in sports like this? I mean, you know I've always been a major proponent of saying stuff is rigged. Uh, oh, you know, yeah, think about how much that. money uh, <laughs> the, the organization just made by having two game sevens. Uh, oh, yeah, a lot of I, advertising dollars, a lot of tickets. Wrong sales, you know, sold out houses. You know, uh, yeah. So uh, it was very convenient that uh, star player get you know, <laughs> goes down. You know, at the crucial time. You know. Uh, it, you know, it was. Uh, oh my God! You know, I. It, it can yeah. go both ways, Chris. Come on, McGriff, like, don't you, do you that. Could, you could you could argue it both ways, bro. Like you, I know you saw a uh, few times where uh, Chris Paul jumped up and was running on the court and was mad and yelling and stuff. I was like, uh, you Game can do six. all that. You can try to dribble the basketball, take some shots, but uh, I'm not a doctor. You know, uh, I can't medically clear that. Either. No. Uh, so uh, oh, man. yeah, man, it's uh, it, it's interesting. It's interesting. Oh my God. T- TV, I-, I asked the wrong. I asked the wrong guy that question. Totally, totally forgot. You, you can't say you asked the wrong guy because you didn't <laughs> ask the chance you wanted, Chris. I'm I not here to tell you what guy. you want to hear, Chris. I'm here to drop the fact, Chris. I speak the truth. Yeah. So it was a conspiracy theory. Chris Paul conveniently went down with a hamstring injury. Conveniently. Man, I don't. Like that, that just that just happened, right? So this man who makes millions of dollars, who is a competitor, who's fired up he to be in his first, million. well, to be in his first Western Conference Finals, McGriff, and then all of a sudden he's like, you know what? Ah, what the hell? Let me go down with a hamstring injury. Like, what? What are you thinking, man? Like, that's not even what? what no, you don't even believe that. I know you don't believe that. You cannot believe that. 
Do you guys think some of the things that he's doing series were uh, questionable? What would you say, TV? I was asking, uh, do you guys believe that what, what do you got? What was, what's your take on the officiating? What will be your, uh, I guess, uh, uh, I guess, how, how'd you feel about the officiating both the Western and Eastern Conference uh, finals? Think it was fair, or you think it was I, more questionable calls than usual? I will say that there were questionable calls throughout the series on both Golden State for Golden State and for Houston. Um, mm-hmm. With Clay getting three quick fouls in the first quarter, I, I very questionable. There was one that I was like, yeah, that's a clear foul. Um, but you got to question that. You got to question that. As far as the Eastern Conference was concerned, I didn't think there was anything wrong with the officiating. I think. They played straight up. It was clean. Um, it was physical. Uh, we saw moments where it got a little scrappy. But game seven was officiated flawlessly. I didn't think there was any wrong call that was made in game seven of Cavs and Boston. I thought it was just Boston dropping the ball more so than anything. After, the fifth, after five minutes or five minutes left in the quarter, in the fourth, I saw Boston just stop. Like, I don't know what it was. The intensity went out the, out, out the gym after LeBron got dunked on. When LeBron got dunked on, um, Tatum went down and hit a three afterwards. It was a wrap for Boston. No more energy. I thought the officiating was perfect. I didn't, I didn't see anything wrong with it. But ask these two conspiracy theories guys, they might tell you something different. So let, let's get their thoughts on that. Lou? All right. <clears throat> Excuse me, you repeat the question? <laughs> repeat the question. The officiating for the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference Finals. Do you think it was fair? Was it questionable? What are, What is your thoughts? I thought it was. I thought it was questionable. Some of the calls that that were made, you know, I mean, the refs, you know, really been making some ridiculous calls in recent years in all sports. But I think in the, um, especially in the NFL, but they've also made some very questionable calls uh, in this series as well. McGriff, I'm going to assume you think that was all questionable, huh? I mean, it's it's hard to really say because <laughs> a lot of questionable calls have always been made by the refs across all these sporting franchises. So uh, it, 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 uh, I don't think it was more than than, than usual. Stevie, what, what do you think? Um, I think how can I put this? I think there is a system out there of all four especially with, you know, with the four major sports teams to where superstars are gonna get certain calls that a that a rookie or mm-hmm. that a rookie would never get or somebody that's not that that doesn't attract a lot of uh a lot of viewers. Um Referee's job is, and, and some referees are going to, uh, in a way, I guess, extend certain series. Especially when you're watching, you're like, I can't believe they call this or they call that. So, it's, it's yeah, I try, I try to look at it from both sides, basically. But since we're talking about basketball, and Lou, I know you don't really care about the Pistons, but apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pistons are considering 
interviewing Kenny Smith, King the Jet Smith, freaking TNT. Well, what? This is, this is, well, it ain't, it ain't for the WNBA, Chris. Yeah. That's damn sure. <laughs> for the head coach spot? For the head coaching spot, yes. Wow. Is that right? That's uh, that's gross. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. That's gross, man. Why? What man? Because he can jump into I a screen and it's 3D. I don't. What? What? What is? Why? I, I don't know, man. I just. I, I I read. I just read about. It. I you know I heard it on the radio and I didn't really believe it. And then I hear I hear I read the article. And yes, they're considering they're considering interviewing him uh, for the position because of his years of not only playing the league but a two-time champion, and also as an NBA as a NBA analyst for TNT since 1998. So yes, he is one of the can- he will be, he is being considered as one of the candidates to, to be interviewed along with Juwan Howard, uh, Becky Hammond. Man, this is all bad. And I believe Dwayne Casey. <laughs> this is all bad. The Pistons are now they, an experiment. Yeah. They're an experiment now. That's what it's becoming. Yeah. Well, they got their own problems going on uh, from the G League side, at least, that the Pistons should be concerned about versus these damn coaches. That if it ain't Dwayne Casey, then I don't really care who else it is, but. If Kenny the Jet Smith is being interviewed, then why don't you just interview Charles Barkley? Interview Barkley? Uh, I mean, why not? Why not? <laughs> why not? You know what? Barkley? Barkley be, I don't think Barkley would be. I don't think Barkley would be a, a, a great coach. I think Barkley would be more suited for a GM position, believe it or not. He has. I know a lot of people may not agree with the things he says, but most of the time he he can be spot on. Um, it's been said that Barkley has one of the best. Uh, you know, he, he has a high basketball IQ. He's capable of identifying talent, but the problem with Barkley is the things he say or say. Right, right. So that's one of the reasons why he has, you know, he's really never been approached for a DM position for quite some time. That's disgusting. That's just gross. <laughs> That's yeah. gross, man. That's yeah. just gross. I, 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 it, oh, man. Mm. Oh, wait. Another <laughs> one. Another one. I got another point while we're talking about basketball, gentlemen. So, a couple weeks ago, I don't know if you guys caught this article, but um, the ACC um, has is proposing that the NCAA tournament goes from, what, 68 to 72 teams. I heard that too. Yeah, yeah. I heard that. I I, I did hear so, that. That that's gross you know, too. So we gonna. I mean, you may as well just put an ad in the damn newspaper and invite every damn body. Right? That's, that's where we're at. That's, that's, that's gross. That that's that's gross. That that's gross. Now I will say, I wouldn't say conspiracy theorists with this one, but I will say that anything to enhance the NCAA's agenda to make more money, they will do. Like it's. Clearest day, probably the biggest corrupted entity of sports is the NCAA, especially in basketball. Anything to enhance their ability to make more money, they would figure out. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out at all. And I'll, I can talk about that until my face turns blue, but I'm telling you right now, if that happens, Stevie, I'm done with college basketball. Ain't no point in watching it. 
the regular season is diminished because they put more emphasis in the damn uh, conference finals. And one year they're going to change it when a team loses damn near every game, but then they go into the postseason and win it. That would be the day when they do I, I, I mean, I think regular season is important because yes. technically that sets you well, the regular season is important because you got to keep one. Keep, keep in mind you have rivalries that occur during the regular season. That's true. And then you have teams like, let's just say, you got like you got Kentucky and Louisville. That's a big rivalry, right? You got Duke and Carolina. At one time, you actually had Kentucky and Indiana going back and forth. What's that, Lou? That's a big rivalry right there. Exactly. I mean, before the Big East blew up, I mean, I've I'll say this, 10 years ago, to me, the Big East was, was the best conference in college basketball. And then they blew that up, and the Big East figured, you know, they started acting like Walmart and trying to acquire every damn thing, and the Big East is, 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 is laughable now, man. Right. But my thing is, you look, man, the, men's basketball owns the month of March. So that's, that's why true. in the hell are you trying to expand from 66 to 72? So you mean tell me possibly yeah. you're gonna push the you're gonna push the conference tournament to, uh, to mid February and then you're gonna start you're gonna and then you're gonna have to start you're gonna you're gonna start the tournament in early March. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, what, like, what, a lot like, of playing games. Ridiculous. Like, you're gonna, yeah, you're right. You're gonna have a lot. It's ridiculous. You're gonna have a lot of playing games. Like, come on. Now I gotta I gotta address this real fast though, TV. I I, I don't know if I could I don't know if I could let this go. The, for me, the regular season, the issue that I have, and I get the rivalries, I understand the importance of it, I, I do. But at the end of the day, the goal and the objective is to get to the tournament. And at right. the end of the regular season, there are teams that the only way they can get in is by winning the conference tournament. So if I'm a coach and I want to just go in, I mean, yeah, we're trying to figure this out. But after the regular season is over, then the real season kind of begins because if I need to get a bid, everybody's going to play tough. Everybody's going to be hard. I mean, I get that the, the teams will be exposed. Their teams are just garbage. We know that. They'll, they won't ever have a shot. But, yeah, Duke and North Carolina sounds good, but then, damn, we're going to get part three in the conference tournament game for the ACC championship for for bid at, at the dance for what? They're going to be one and two. Or they're going to be, you know, mm-hmm. equally, you know, two or three or something of that nature. So what's the point of it? I mean, I, I feel like they were trying to make the regular season important solely based on rivalries. You take that away, what is the regular season of college basketball? Exhibition into the conference tournament and then into the tournament play. That's the way I look at it. Is that a wrong perspective? Yeah, looking but, at it? but mm-hmm. I think I think so. I think so because. Well, Lou, go ahead. What's your what's your thoughts on it, man? Because you you're pretty big in college basketball. I I'm very big in college basketball, but that was, I think it would ruin it. You know, then what be the point of having you know regular season just going to keep expand keep expanding? I mean, at one point they were thinking of get this ninety six teams in the tournament. Like that that would be just oh, absolutely no. ludicrous. <laughs> yeah, they were they were thinking that. Yeah, that, that's that, that's that's, that's, that's gross. Yeah, I mean that's like you know, what do you? 
I mean, then you're going to have teams like that really don't deserve to be there. Oh, well, they finished, oh, uh, 4-20 and 20 in the season, but we're still going to let them in again and have a chance at the, uh, at the tournament because they're going to make the conference tournament. That's ridiculous. It be, it's so saturated, and the quality of play gets, and the quality of play is ruined. I don't know. I think, th- I think that people get the narrative twisted with college basketball, college football team, because I feel as though the regular season really matters in college football, as far uh-huh. as seeding is concerned. And even now with the the Final Four, even if they were to expand it to eight or six, you know, I don't really see how the regular season could be diminished if you add at least up to eight in college football. College well, basketball, okay. on the other that's hand. Much. Yeah, in college, well, in college basketball, on the other hand, it's not even about the numbers. It's the, the regular season, those games really matter because it's only 12 of them. Depending on which conference, it could be 13. If, if you take that into consideration in college basketball, maybe take away one of those games where you're playing your rivalry home and away. If you change it up, maybe you could have that that exciting factor in the regular season. If Michigan struggled in, in you know, t- uh, conference play, which they did this past year, they still went into the, the Big Ten championship game and took it, and they yes. won it. You know, that's an example of that. So why watch the regular season if I know that conference tournament play is where I'm going to get the high-intensity play of basketball? Unless I'm watching a rivalry game, why watch? You, I believe yeah. you still get the high. You can still get the highest sixty games on the regular season. I okay. maybe this is just me, How? but I feel like I feel like if and Chris, you made a good point. You you mentioned how the regular season in college football is very important because it's pretty. Much, I mean your your regular your your regular season is the playoffs to you know to a certain degree because you're bidding for. That that you know one of four one of the top four spots to go into you know for the you know for the uh, national championship. Now, right. I think I think the reason why a lot of people like yourself may feel the way they do about regular season college basketball is because players are no longer staying two to three years anymore. Okay. Now, if players right. were staying longer, I think the regular season would be more intriguing and would draw more people in, like it like how it was when we were growing up. But now that you have players that's doing the whole one one and done situation, to a lot of people and a lot of a lot of the fans, unless you're unless you're a fan of the of the typical blue blood that's going to make some noise, and that's and, you know and their their main objective is to get to the final four and win, you're really not going to care about the regular season. Mm-hmm. That's true. And that's, that's true. And I think and I think and I, and I think that's why a lot of people like yourself are look at the regular season. Well, it's just the regular season. Like who cares? Because you get hyped up for. The conference tournament didn't get hyped up for the big dance. Well, that's because again, players aren't staying as they're not staying with the program that like they used to. Or you have teams like what happened in the Big Twelve this past year. You got Texas Tech, you got TCU, you got these teams that are playing very well in the regular season, and then they go into conference play, they stink up the joint. Then they go to the tournament and they stink up the joint. So it's like, well, what was the hype all about? Or Oklahoma, for example. The hype was about one guy. You take that guy off the damn team, Trey Young, Oklahoma was garbage this year. Absolutely, absolute yeah. trash. Didn't do anything in the Big 12 tournament. They go to the, the actual tournament itself, which they should not have been there, by the way. I will continue to say that. Penn State should have got in, or Nebraska, but I digress. 
they get in there and they stink it up. So to me, it's like, okay, well, I will tune in and I'll watch it for the appeal of, of the hype or what, what am I going to look forward to down the road? It, it's, it's easy to say that the first couple of games are great because you'll get like the Kentuckys versus the Michigan States early. That's pretty exciting to watch, but I'm sorry. I'm not watching, you know, Nebraska versus, you know, Minnesota and big 10 tournament play or, or big 10 right, yeah. conference play. Is it something that's not exciting to watch? I, but I hear you though. If, the one and dones, they decided to stay later or stay longer. Maybe we could grow to like the teams and grow and really appreciate the players. And then we can follow them into the league and then, you know, build the hype that way. I, I do agree with that. I know. Oh, Lou, were you about to say something? I mean, I mean, I mean you're mentioning about the big timing. It may not seem like an attractive matchup, but on the other hand, you know, it just might be. I mean, you have Ohio State, you have Michigan. I mean, yeah, you have the other low, you have the other uh, low teams, but they could be just as entertaining. Watch as well. No, I, I, I agree. I mean, a lot of schools, and, and you know, Chris mentioned Nebraska, Minnesota. Nebraska not really a basketball school. No. Uh, Minnesota is not really. I mean, even though Minnesota actually made the Final Four back in the, believe it or not, I believe like the mid nineties or so, hard to believe, or early nineties, whatever. Mm-hmm. But Minnesota's not really a basketball school. So there's certain programs that's not going to draw you in from a basketball standpoint. But, of course, football, because of that pedigree and that legacy, yeah, they're going to draw you in. But that's just one of many programs that's not really good or really strong, that doesn't have that strong base in college basketball. But to me, I I still think, for me, I think the regular season is important. I think oh, the conference. Yeah. I think the conference tournament is important, and then of course the big dance is important. I gotta watch college basketball more in this upcoming season. <laughs> we can follow up in this dialogue down the road for sure. Uh, I want to get another caller in here real fast. Um, uh, six seven four nine. You're on with the team. Good evening, fellas. Good evening, sir. Uh, what's going on? A special win. A special Wednesday night edition. Yes, sir. Just want to respect the fact of Chapter 4 of the Warriors and Cavs. Want to respect the time. That's all. I want to watch it. So, what's up, man? Of course. Well, uh, I I had a feeling this, this matchup was going to happen yet again. But I think this series is going to be – I got Warriors, but it's going to be six. I feel like that's a because safe – that's a safe uh, haven there. I, I I agree with you there. Six. I wanted to say six too, but six is a safe number because I think people TV McGriff. I feel like people don't want to say Warriors in five because of LeBron. They damn sure don't want to say a sweep because of LeBron, and they don't want to go seven because they no one thinks it's going to go there. Six is a comfortable number. Would you guys agree with that? I would. That, that's, that's pretty much average. Yeah, I would. TV, would you agree with yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I, I would number. agree. Six is yeah, six is comfortable because um, I can't. I mean, technically, in his entire career, LeBron's only been swept. Man, hopefully, I'm not wrong, but LeBron's only been swept once in his entire NBA career during postseason. So it would be hard. It would be hard for me as a fan of the game to say that Cleveland is going to get swept 
when they got number 23 on their team. So, yeah, it's comfortable. I'm trying to think, because you said that he got swept once. I remember he got swept against San Antonio when he first made it to, to the finals. To the finals. But that was but Didn't that, that Miami team that get swept? First... No, sir. No. The second LeBron time that they played once. the Spurs. No, sir. It was a five. It was okay, five so one. Five. Didn't get swept. Okay, yep. yeah. So it was a gentleman sweep. Okay. I thought it, I thought they got swept again because I I do remember the Spurs putting hands on them after losing. It was a game seven, and the way that they lost game six. So I do remember the Spurs doing that to them. So that was a five game series. That was a five game series in twenty fourteen. Hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, it's hard to say, Darius, that. LeBron is going to get swept. And it's so disrespectful because it's a team game. Yeah, I don't think so. The Cavaliers is not going to get swept. But no, I, I honestly do believe that LeBron is getting game three and that's it. Well, even I – well, Yeah, even, and like I said, I have a feeling that after this finals, he's gone from Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's no, gone. I, I, yeah, gone. You, you, he's if gone. you go to eight straight finals, at some point, I'm surprised he's not had a major injury. And all that wear and tear all these years. So let, let's play the let's play the what if game here, fellas. Let's let's do this. What if Cleveland pulls this out? What if Cleveland beats Golden State? This Golden State team versus the one that he beat with you know, Kyrie and, and Kevin Love fully attacked. What is the narrative? Well, Griff, I'll start with you. What is the narrative for LeBron James if he actually beats this Golden State team? Doesn't matter how he does it. He beats Golden State. What's the narrative? What's the I narrative? I mean, it's just, it's just simply going to be, oh, LeBron, LeBron is the greatest of all time. He's the greatest player, and – he took that team uh-huh. and he took them to the finals four times in a row, and uh, they beat Golden State single-handedly. And he was playing every single position, and he was throwing passes to himself and catching it and uh, making alley oops for himself. And uh, yeah, he's just the greatest thing <laughs> to ever happen. Do all of that. Right? I agree. Yeah. Do, would you believe that though? Would you Would you believe that? No. Would you honestly sit back and say, out of all the players, NBA history, Jordan, all these other guys? LeBron James, what he's able to accomplish this year, 82 games, willing this team through the entire finals, and beating this Golden State team, this by far separates him from everybody else, regardless of the number of rings. Do you believe that? Would you believe that? Nope. Hmm. Next question. TV? I don't believe it either. Um, I think if if Cleveland were to be Golden State, I think the story would be um, this was the least this was LeBron's least talented team since he's been with Cleveland to make it through the postseason to the finals and beat a Golden State team with potentially five Hall of Famers. Mm. That's what we hear, and of course. You're gonna get the Jordan comparisons, but if he does, if he's able to, I'll say this: if he's able to win a fourth championship, I think he really starts to 
I mean, you you really got to. I mean, of course, we've been putting him in a conversation as far as the greats. But if he gets the four champ, if he gets four championships, I mean, that's going to separate him from a lot of Hall of Famer Hall of Famers. I mean, it's definitely yeah. going to separate from Bird. It's going to separate from Isaiah. It's going to separate from him from a King. Uh, 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 Will, um, who's another one? David Robinson. It's going to separate him from quite a few, and then it's going to put him in that upper echelon of okay, Magic, LeBron, Kobe, Jordan. I mean, of course, you'll say Bill because you know Bill has eleven, but it'll really put him in that that special conversation. You know. So you don't. So you don't think he's in that conversation now? From a championship he, he standpoint. Is in that co- I mean, from a championship standpoint, he's 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 in he's in the conversation with, with Larry. He's in the conversation with Walt Frazier. I mean, he's in the conversation of of champions. But when you re, when you win four championships, that's going to separate you from a lot of players. Hmm. Okay. I mean, hell, winning winning players, one separates I, it, right? <laughs> Real talk. I mean, winning well, winning, well, well, winning one separates you. Well. Winning one puts you in a conversation as far as champions, and it separates you from those that never won it. But then when you win multiple championships, it really starts to become uh, – it, 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 that conversation gets really intense now because now you are a four-time NBA champion. I mean, how many players can we think of off the top of our head that are, four, that are four-time champions and have done the things that he's done, you know, on top of the MVPs, on top of the all-star appearances, on top of the gold medals, you know. How many players can we really think of like that, you know? Yeah, not many. That's real. That's uh-huh. real. Darius, what, what do you think about that, man? I mean, you're in Ohio. Um, the, obviously, Chicago's your team, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah. the narrative for – people cannot be in Ohio right now believing that they're going to beat the Warriors. But let's just say they do beat the Warriors. What what is the dialogue that's coming out of that state about LeBron James? If LeBron if if somehow LeBron leads that Cavs team to an upset of the Warriors, he I would have to admit he's in that conversation now. Even though I I hate to say it, he'll be up he'll be up in that elite conversation. I don't know, fellas. I can't. I I, I kind of agree, but I, I disagree from this standpoint. I watched LeBron James in every game this in this playoffs, and yeah. man, I got to tell you, man, I I watch a lot of basketball. I've watched a lot of playoffs. I cannot remember the last guy to pull his team the way that LeBron has. Like only one guy on their team scored twenty points. <laughs> for their team outside LeBron, that was Kevin Love. Multiple games, Jr. did not score a point. Multiple games where even Kevin Love himself couldn't give you ten points. There was a lot of games where LeBron James scored over forty points, triple doubles, double doubles, and it wasn't just you know the fluke pass here and somebody makes a basket. I mean, he's making plays for his team, and he did it all playoff long. While playing over 30-plus minutes, played 82 games beforehand, I don't know another guy that has done that, that can say they've done that, that needed to do it and did it mm-hmm. and got it done. Can't say it, won't say it. I already feel like LeBron's already there. Now, he needs a chip. Yeah, sure. 
But do we hold it against him if he doesn't get it done this year? I mean, do we – like, I, to be quite honest with you, TV, I feel like if he doesn't get it done, okay. This will be the one year that I'll say, all right, okay, LeBron, I get it. Does he get that pass? Does he get that get-out-of-jail-free card? I mean, with, I mean, what he's done and with, with this team, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. He, he he may get a pass. He may not. Either way, it's impressive to go to, what, eight straight eight straight finals? Eight, eight straight. straight. Eight straight. Hell, he, he, he's been in more NBA. He's had more finals appearances than, than most of the uh, teams in the league. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's true. If, if he, that's very true. It's true, though. It's true. So, if he doesn't, if he's not able to get the job done, man. No, well, I say this. It depends how the series ends. If they were to lose, because if it ends up, if it ends up uh, five to one or four to one, excuse me, and you know, it was just a, it was just an ugly five game series. I don't. I think they're gonna give him a hard time. But if it was just, if this is just a, a series where. Yeah, they lost, but damn, they were in every game, and it was just a matter of somebody who had the last possession or taking the last shot. I think they'll ease up, ease up on them a bit. Fair enough. Fair enough. Interesting stat. This is a trivia question. I want to see if anybody can get this right. Who oh, was the last player, other than LeBron James or Kevin Durant, to lead the NBA Finals in scoring? Uh, yeah. Anybody know the answer? To lead the, to lead the NBA take a guess and say Kobe. Okay, I got a Kobe vote. The last player other than LeBron James and Kevin Durant to lead the NBA Finals in scoring. Oh, I got go MJ. Any guess? Okay, MJ. TV, uh, any guess? Said the last. The last player to lead the NBA Finals in scoring. Yep. Um, I'll probably have to say, I'll probably have to say MJ. Mm. McGriff, any any thoughts? Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. Come, come wow. on, man. Come on, man. Step come up. on, McGriff. Don't Step do that. Don't do that. I don't, I don't, don't do even that. want to say nothing now. You just disrespected me, sir. <laughs> Damn. Come on, man. That man take a shot, man. Come on, take a shot. Jackie Scotty Pippen. <laughs> Scotty <Burp>. Pippen. <laughs> <laughs> the last player other than LeBron James or Kevin Durant to lead the NBA Finals in scoring, Dwayne Wade. Wow. 2011 Ooh. against the Dallas Ooh. Mavericks. Ooh. TV, if you recall that, that was the year when – Dwayne Wade snapped in the fourth quarter almost every game. Wait, you said 2011 or, two, or 2006? Two, oh, 2011. No, that wasn't that wasn't it. That was the the Mavericks year when they beat LeBron the first year in the Mavericks. Oh, okay, he was with okay, uh, with the okay. my fault. I was thinking 2006. Um, but no, okay. Dwayne Wade was the last guy to do it to lead the finals in points scored. Outside of LeBron James and Kevin Durant, obviously Durant did it when they just recently won it. LeBron James has done it, honestly, in the seven out of eight years that he's been in the finals. Dwayne Wade was the other yeah. guy. 
I figure it won't be LeBron, so it has to be somebody like Kobe, MJ. I probably mm-hmm. forgot about D Wade. D Wade's that guy, man. Right. That, he is that guy. All right. So we talked about the Rockets. We talked about um, we talked about Boston just a little bit. Uh, let's look at the future real fast before we talk about our predictions here, gentlemen, uh, for the finals. Um, Houston TV, you alluded to it. Do they bring Chris Paul back? Um, he's going to be unrestricted. Ellis believes that LeBron James is going to Houston. I don't think that that's going to happen. I think too many moving pieces need to happen. I think Quentin Capella, they're going to be struggling to sign him. Um, what does Houston do at this point? Respect to them, right? Because they're the only team in the league that said, nah, 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 we're not going to bow down to Golden State. We're going to build. We're going to beat them. So what do they do moving forward to dethrone them? I mean, I don't, honestly, I don't, I don't know if signing LeBron is really going to help them dethrone uh, Golden State. I mean, since LeBron's been in the league, he, he's played in the Eastern Conference. So I don't think LeBron wants to go to the Western Conference where one through nine is very competitive on that, on that side. So anything, Houston's going to have to just weigh out their options and ask themselves, do they, with a with a thirty three year old Chris Paul, you know, can they you know can they get something for him? Is it worth bringing him back? I mean, this Houston team isn't young, you know. I mean James Harden. I mean he's on. I mean I, I believe he's almost thirty. Trevor Ariza, he Ariza, he's been in the league for quite some time. And you mentioned Capella as far as yeah yeah. I, so I, so I heard so I heard. And then you know Capella. I mean you gotta you gotta take care of him because I mean he he was just sparked. So I don't know if they I don't know if there's anything they can do to really throw uh Golden State. I mean the main thing I guess the thing is as long as Golden State keeps their team intact, I mean, I don't think anybody wants to be able to throw them at this point. Interesting. Anybody else thoughts? Anything on what Houston should do off season to get ready to take care of Golden State. They are the only team that has come out publicly to say we are built to beat Golden State. <laughs> Oh boy. Huh. I don't <laughs> depends on that salary cap for the Rockets. Yeah. I, I believe Chris Paul's coming back. I think they're gonna re sign him to another probably one year deal. Maybe two, but I, I think they probably need like a, a big man. Like a physical big man like the tough one, but if any time you miss 27 threes in a row, something's wrong. <laughs> exactly. yes, something, that's true. Yeah. It, it, I mean, 27 in a row, what's the odds of that? That's not even, if you even play NBA Live, you wouldn't miss 27 shots in a row. <laughs> or, yeah. Come on now. That's that, really game was over, that game was over in the third quarter. Right. That is true. Just about. That's true. That's true. Let me ask a better question. Maybe a more intriguing question. McGriff, I'll I'll ask you for sure. Um, Realignment of the playoffs. Because the narrative before the Eastern and Western Conference Finals, the two best teams in the Western Conference are playing against each other, and they're also the two best teams in the NBA overall. We're getting a preview of the NBA Finals right now. Totally misguided because that went to seven. 
and the Eastern Conference went to seven. Now, for what is worth in the Eastern Conference, every team won on their home court, except for Boston in game seven, obviously. But people would still suggest that the way that is structured now, as far as, you know, Eastern and Western Conference, it's still legit. If they realign this sucker up, man, do you feel it may be more compelling to watch the playoffs where Cleveland may not be the number three or four seed overall. They might be the sixth or seventh seed in a playoff series. What do you think about that? Uh, I think anything different would be worth watching. Like, it's, it, it's tough to watch the same thing over and over and over again and think you're really going to get some excitement out of it. Yeah. Um, so anything that could happen to, to shake it up and make it different, I think, would be interesting. TV, what you think? Realignment. I think we talked about this before. You was against it. What do you think about it now? Uh, Realign the NBA, man. Yeah. As far as the playoffs is concerned. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I guess it, I guess it'll be a, a nice little experiment. I mean, at this point, since they you know changes up for the All Star game, you know, you know, doing the whole draft and. You know, instead of just going by east and west, I mean, I think it, I think it'd be intriguing to see something different. I think would too. I think it'll bring a nice refreshing change to the format. Could it work in any other sport? Pass. Well, that's 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 a good question. But could it work in any other sport? Because one would say that the two best teams last year in the NFL was not the Patriots was not one of them. One would say that it was actually the Rams and the Eagles, defensively, offensively, you know, powerhouses. They're scoring left and right. They played against each other. It was a very, very good game. Carson Wentz goes down, he tears the ACL in the game, but it was a very good game. One would say that the Eagles and the Rams were one and two. So could it work in football? Uh, NBA playoff realignment, I'll be for it. I'm sad. I hate. I'm tired of seeing Cleveland make it to the finals every year. <laughs> that's true. That I mean, that's that's true. That's because, true. But you know what? You know what? Cause, and I'm gonna go one step further because of this. I won't be surprised in the off season that they re, they do realign the playoffs. It'd be the LeBron James rule. You watch. Wow. <laughs> that man get Are he broke sure? up the Eastern Conference like that. That series. I will not be surprised if they realign the playoff seating and it'd be tougher for LeBron to even make the finals. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Here's another trivia question. Let's see if anybody can get this right. Who are the four teams in the Eastern Conference that LeBron James has changed their franchise based on playoff performance? Four teams. Four teams in the East. Oh, hmm. I'm thinking I know. I had, I think Indiana, Boston, uh, I'm thinking, no, not the Wizards. Can't be the Wizards. Uh, I'm actually I'm five think, teams. Ooh, five. Mm-hmm. Huh. 
Hmm. I think Stevie, I feel like you can get this question right. I think it's Wizards. That's three. That's three. Uh, four or five. Four or five. Four or five. Four or five. I'm thinking that no, nah, it can't be Atlanta Hawks. They they got swept that uh, one no, time. No, that, no, Atlanta final. doesn't count. No, Atlanta is not. I know. I'm team. Uh, oh man, Chicago. My Bulls. <laughs> And I will go with that's the that's four teams off the top of my head. Okay, TV. What do you think? Uh, one more time. Repeat the question. Five te- five teams that LeBron James, because of his playoff performance, has single handedly changed their franchise. That's five teams. Okay. So this will be. Now, when you say change that franchise, what do you mean? Like, like blew up the the team, blew or up, blew up the team? The blew up the team. The coach was dismissed. The team has never oh. been the same since LeBron James <laughs> has taken them out of oh, okay. the Eastern Conference. There's five, five teams. teams. Oh, there's five teams. Okay, I was gonna say it's not like every team in the East. Um, so <laughs> I would say I'll start. Off, I'll start. I'll start off this way. I, I want to say Detroit. Yep. That's one. Indiana. Chicago. Boston. Toronto. And Atlanta. Chicago substitute that for Washington. Because when LeBron Mm. James was in the playoffs with a start, he kept running against the Washington. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. right. They could not. They could not put him out. They, he single-handedly broke that team up. It started with – I want to say it started with Detroit and then it was Washington, but it could have been both of them at the same time. I forget so but started, Washington was that other it, team. So it started with Detroit. And yep. No, 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 no. Well, okay, so, so his first playoff game was actually against the Wizards. That's when his first playoff game, he, he, had, a, he, got, he uh, had a triple-double. And that went to seven. And then – no, were they doing seven game series at the time, or were they doing six? I'm gonna say they were doing six. Um, I'm gonna say they were doing six. I mean, I'm sorry, not six, but five. I think seven. Either way, um, he beat them. But I remember. Okay, so that makes it. So that's when Gilbert was having a career year. Then the following season, that's when Gilbert was 100 cents. So he he beat them. But yeah, he beat Detroit, and then they blew that up. Beat Chicago. So that's when they had like Derrick Rose, Keith Bogans, um, Lou Alding. Uh, Joe Kim Noah, yeah, they had a solid, solid bench too, man. So they blew that up, and then of course you got Boston, they blew that up, and then of course now Toronto, well Indiana too, you know, where Paul George and Roy Hibbert and David West and George Hill, so they blew that up, and then Toronto is the latest, it's the latest victim, sorry Toronto, but yeah, yeah, victims everywhere. Victims everywhere. Victim. And this guy threw out in the text message that it was a team that we should have threw in there. I said no to this one. He said Atlanta because Atlanta, and I did forget about this, it would be six. They had four star all-stars on that squad, and they all left <laughs> afterwards. I almost <laughs> forgot about that. They got swept, they got swept. Ellis, but uh-huh. I clearly forgot that they had four all-stars on their squad. It's just so easy to forget that Atlanta was relevant, but they wasn't. So 
Once upon a time, yes. So easy to forget that they were relevant. So easy to forget. B. Ellis, welcome, sir. What's going on, gentlemen? Hello, sir. Hello, hello, hello. We're talking about the greatest right. that is LeBron's, but we're done with that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm listening um, in. I uh, try, to, try to chime in in the text message, but uh, yeah, I certainly apologize for the, the tardiness, man. Uh, my nephew's it, birthday was it, celebrated birthday, last nephew. minute. Happy birthday, Indeed. nephew. All right, let's 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 get into some predictions, fellas. Let's get into it. Um, <laughs> chapter four, Warriors, Cavs, whether we like it or not, fellas, this is the first time in American sports that we have seen four times the same team fighting for a championship. This has never happened before. We've seen variations of teams play against one another. In Super Bowls, you could say Dallas. Um, I want to say it was Dallas and Pittsburgh probably played against the most against each other. Uh, you can go to tennis. You can go to any other sport. You will not find this happening. So regardless of how we feel about it, we are witnessing history. So it's kind of a good thing from that standpoint. However, Golden State enters this game possibly without Iguodala in the lineup because of his knee. Kevin Love, the new Mr. Glass 2.0, has a concussion. He might not be playing in game one. Um, not like Cleveland actually needed him, though, but we'll, we'll, we'll debate that. Cleveland is traveling. Obviously, Golden State holds game one and game two. Um, I'll just let the floor go, man. What's the predictions? What do you see? Um, what can we expect in game one, game two? Thoughts, opinions? I have, I'm on record, I'm going with the Warriors in six. For some, I see the Cavaliers stealing the game in Golden State, maybe game two. And they'll probably get maybe one. Maybe one more, but that'll be it. And then Golden State will win the rest. So you're saying Warriors in six. LeBron gets game two, probably gets game four, and then that's it. That's it. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Ellis, thoughts? Yes, sir. LeBron James. I'm, uh... What's this final looking like, man? uh... I think he's about to have an amazing series. Uh, about to average about 36 points, 11 rebounds, and 12 assists a game. Um, I see them making their exit in five. I see them losing both games in Oracle, uh, winning game three, and then losing two additional games, game four and five. Hmm. While averaging a triple-double. While averaging a triple-double, yes. Interesting. TV thoughts. So I'm going to go seven games. Ooh. I'm going with Cleveland. Ooh. Game one probably going to be a, it's going to be a stinker. Game two, LeBron is going to drop about thirty five. Um, it's going to get a bit heated going back to Cleveland. You know because. Uh, you know, we'll go to say, you know, not 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 so good of a record, you know, playing playing, you know, in the land. But um Dollar's hurt. And I think that's really going to change the dynamic of this series because Iguodala is pro- is arguably the only player that can really guard LeBron in this series. 
Um, you know, you know I mean, of course, he won the Finals MVP, of course. And yeah, but I don't know, man. I think for some reason Durant's going to play good, but Durant's going to have some moments like he did it in that Houston series where, you know, defensively he was he was late or he was kind of lethargic. But I just think I think the I got to tell the Cavs, man. Cavs can pull out of seven, so I'm going with the Cavs in seven. Mm. I mean, both both teams are tired. Let's keep this. Let's keep that in mind. Both teams right. just came out of came out of a game seven series, and they had and they had what a day, a day or two of, of rest, and now they're playing uh, tomorrow. Typically, the final starts what around June seventh, and this year the final start May thirty first. So attrition is really going to play a, play a role in this series. But uh, yeah, I'm going I'm going with Cleveland in, in seven, and uh, of course LeBron gets his final another Finals MVP to the uh, show. Ooh, man! If that happens the way you just predicted, man, that'd be interesting. Now you did say something about Andre Iguodala and them missing him. Uh, I saw a stat this morning. I'm going to share this with you guys. NBA Finals versus the Warriors. This is LeBron James. Uh, 25 field goal attempts. Okay, average. Draymond Green has held down LeBron James more in the half court and has caused him to miss more shots than Andre Iguodala. Draymond Green in the half court, 26% is LeBron James' field goal percentage. Andre Iguodala's, 45. That probably will go into TV the year that they did. I want to say that they lost. When the Warriors first won, he won his MVP. When he just snapped all over Iguodala, I don't even know how he won MVP. But that year, I think that they're counting that as many shot attempts that he's had against him. I think that's why the percentage is that high. But Draymond Green in the half court, LeBron James is 26% field goal average in all the NBA finals that they played in, all four. Thought that would be an interesting stat. stat to out there. Interesting stat. McGriff, uh, TV says no, no. seven. Ellis says five for the Warriors. What say you? Uh, I am going to uh, somewhat copy TV sentiment and, uh, yeah, seven games. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and, and, and I'm not going to tell you why I say seven games. I'm going to let you guess. Um, uh Conspiracy. But, uh, yeah, I think LeBron definitely wants to uh, leave Cleveland. So, uh, Golden State's going to have to win so that can happen. So, uh, Golden State's done. Where, where, what players are going to contribute to Cleveland <laughs> uh, winning, winning a, a series? You know, yet alone taking it to seven games. I'm just, that, I'm just, I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm, that's, that's uh, my, my absolute sincerest thoughts right now. There is no Kyrie Irving on this team. JR has been absent. Like who who I mean who can we rely on? And then as I remember, Kevin Love uh, was, was a defensive liability going against the Warriors. So he was kind of yeah, limited to what his role was. Not that, but I'm talking about he was a liability when he was at full health because they were oh, running off those yeah. screens and picking rolls, he couldn't defend. Oh yeah. So and they had to put Tristan Thompson out there to be able to slow down some of those players, and he was out on the perimeter defending threes uh, the year sure. that they actually won that championship. So I'm I'm just curious, where is this? All of a sudden now, we're, we're expecting this 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 offense uh, 
to come come from to be able to keep up with the Warriors? I'm, and that's that's questions they posed to all three of you, but you know more so TV and direct because I know you, you said Cleveland's going to win. So I'm just trying to get your thoughts on that. Sure, I answer. I I don't think it's just going to be one specific player outside LeBron. I think it's just going to be it's going to be a collective uh, effort. I mean, in the previous series, yeah, you're right. They don't have, they didn't have Kyrie, but Kyrie's at home and Cleveland's in the finals again. So therefore, it was a collective effort for them to beat Boston and advance to the finals. Um, I think some games George Hill's going to have to hit some big shots. Jeff Green is going to have to, uh, you know, do a little bit of pick and roll move. Tristan Thompson is going to have Tristan Thompson, who, who's actually a solid defender, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and is able to mm-hmm. handle handle the switch. Um, he you know, you expect to see that some. And, of course, when it when it matters most, LeBron's going to make the plays. And I just feel like, again, coming off a seven-game series, yeah, LeBron doesn't have the hill like he usually does, but he still has the team. And that's that's why I'm going with the game. That's why I'm, that's why I'm predicting the series to go to seven and possibly Cleveland win the series. I think that Cleveland is going to miss Dela, uh, you know, Dela, Dela Vadova. And I hate to bring his name in conversation, but from the defensive side of the ball, that guy, what he was able to do against Steph Curry, defense, yeah, oh yeah, against you know Steph was phenomenal. Clay, um, not Clay, um, Ema, Tristan Thompson. Thompson. They're gonna, they're gonna, it'll, it'll be nice. Yeah. Yep, they're gonna miss yeah. that, and 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 uh, Tristan Thompson. I mean, just, just face it, the way that he's able to play. Um, the guard ball, we saw a lot of that with uh, uh, Quentin Capella, you know, for, for the Rockets. He is big. These bigs can run with some of these guards out here, and he's one of them. But they don't have those bullies anymore. The way that they beat Golden State was because they bullied them. And that's, this roster don't have that. I'm sorry. I, I wouldn't be surprised if I see Clay or even Steph bully some of these guards for uh for for uh Cleveland. They never been here before. And I I I would love to think that they're going to wake up TV. I I really do. But I might have to go mm-hmm. with Ellis on this one, man. I might have to say Warrior. I, won't, I I'm not going to say 5. I'm going to take the safe route like um like Darius did and I'm going to say 6. I I really do believe that Cleveland is going to fight. I don't think they're going to get blown out. I think LeBron James is going to give give you a triple double double effort. I think he's going to run out of gas because he's going to have to play two games, 48 minutes straight. And it's just mm-hmm. not going to be enough. It's just not going to be enough from that standpoint. They don't have enough defenders, in my opinion, to keep up with Golden State. I, I don't think that they can bully him. That's how they're going to beat them. And I don't think they can do it. No, I, I hear you guys. But like again, I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm just going, I'm going with the high test, and I got a feeling that Cleveland can get this. I think Cleveland gets this done in seven. Cleveland could get it done in seven. And, I, and look, if I'm hey, look, if, if I'm wrong, it's all good. Hell, sure. if Golden State wins, if Golden State wins, I wouldn't be surprised if Clay Thompson right. becomes your Finals MVP. Wow, I would, I would, because I've seen Clay snap when his back is against the wall. When his back ain't against the wall, he's giving you a solid eighteen, nineteen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, if if Clay did that. Uh, would that increase your narrative about um, your boy Steph Curry? Because <laughs> he still hasn't gotten the Finals MVP yet. Would that increase well, the narrative well, a little be, bit more? Of course. I mean, I'm not the only one that's been talking about. You got a lot. You got a lot of people bringing up like, man, you 
you two-time MVP, the first unanimous MVP, and you, what's up with this finals MVP? You supposed to step up. And come postseason, yeah, he's had some solid games, but, you know, I feel, you know, a lot of, a lot of people feel like, you know, the, with the addition of Durant and, of course, you know, with Draymond Green, it's like they cover up where, you know, where he's not really, you know, being that productive or being that guy. Every time the postseason come around, you know, something wrong with him. I, and it's no fault of his own. It's just one of those things like, you're a two-time MVP. You should have at least one finals MVP. I mean, hell, Larry Bird got three championships and two in, and two finals MVPs. Uh, Ellis, you don't have a lot of time to, um, you know. I mean, re- no, I mean, given, but that, but that's fact. I, I mean, it depends on how you look at it, man. Like, I, I get what y'all saying, but I mean, as far as Steph Curry, like, he went up against LeBron James the first time around when he did not win the MVP. You know, and let's just be real. You know, he's the greatest shooter ever, but, he's, you know, the greatest player would still arguably be LeBron James. So, no, he didn't get the MVP that, that series. He's, you a, know, he's, a great, who say, he's the greatest shooter ever. Who says he's the greatest shooter ever? <laughs> uh, that's the stats, TV. But, you know, if you don't want to put him there, yeah, well, that's well, on you. Well, but, that's, I mean, uh... that's, that's, that's numbers. But, like, who, who's, going, like, who's really who, – I guess who has the final say of him being oh, the greatest shooter of all time? Oh, man. So what, what games are you watching? I'm just – I'm, oh, I'm kind man. of scared. No, well, I, I watch a lot. I mean, I watch the Steph Curry game. I mean, he shoots the three balls. So I'm like, okay, so still, we'll protect okay. him. The greatest shooter of all time. Oh, man. Y'all would get into it with 45 seconds on the clock. Anybody. He shoots the you three ball better than anybody that's previously played the game of basketball. The, the, ball, the, ball, like, the, ball, the ball goes in the rim, so I don't understand. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. Is he shooting from the stands? Because, I mean, if he does that, he's out of bounds. So, I, so he's I the greatest shooter. Like, there, can you tell me a shooter that's better than Steph Curry? A shooter, meaning you're shooting the ball. You're not laying the ball up. You're Ray, not going Ray to the Allen. rack. You're Ray, not Ray, the Ray Allen. Ray Allen. Okay. Reggie Miller. All right. Mark Price. Larry Bird. up all these cats. All Pedro Stoyakovich. Pedro Stoyakovich. What, what are y'all watching <laughs> to make this assessment? I'm, I, 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 like, what, I'm trying I just to threw his name y'all. out there to start. <laughs> Like he broke Reggie Miller's record. He broke Ray Allen's record. He owns the record. He owns right. his own record. So, so for most so, three pointers so, hitting so, a single. So real NBA quick. So real, so real quick. So you saying because he has so oh because he has the numbers, he's there for the greatest shooter of all time, right? Shooter, yes. And he has the okay, championships so then, too. So, so real there. quick. So real quick. So real quick. And I'm gonna shut up. So I'm gonna take it to football, right? Because Emmitt Smith is an all-time leader in rushing yards. So is Emmitt Smith the greatest uh, running back of all time? Hell no, it's a different situation. But you just say oh, he has stats, so if you got the numbers. No, I'm, I'm, one, but let me go ahead and break this down for you. Let me, oh, let me yeah, we got for you. Uh, your boy, your boy Jordan is the best score, arguably, between him, Kobe Bryant, and one would say Kevin Durant. Those are some of your best scores the, yeah, in the history best, of the game. But I don't, there's not just one single, but go ahead. I'm just saying, shooters, though, someone that purely is getting his points off of his jump shot, and his ability to hit uh, jump shots, you're not telling me that there's people that's better than Steph Curry. I mean, past and present. And you, the people you named, I, I, not, just, I, I just I broke just, all I just the records. Name. I, okay, he broke records, but, but it goes, but it goes back to my, but it goes back, but it goes back to my argument. You just you here saying that Steph Curry's broken records, so therefore he's the greatest shooter of all time. So I said, so then that's like saying Emmitt Smith has all is an all time leader rushing year. 
all-time leader in rushing yards, but is he really considered the greatest running back of all time? How, 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 how long did it take for him to get the yards? Let's just put that out. So now, first of all, so we're so we're so we're so we're talking about time now. You have to factor yeah. in time, TV, as far as records being broken, and and if he's breaking all these records at an accelerated rate and pace with less time than these other cats have spent in their entire careers, but he's but already we're not, done Alex, this. We're not, we're not, what we're are not you talking about time, brother? We're not talking about time. I, you, you in my that. argument, in my argument, I just, I just said it's about time because you put this on Emmett saying that mm-hmm. he was the greatest in the all-time leading record. No, I, I would say, yeah, okay, so no, I, no, I and I responded to you. He so took then, up a substantial amount of time great, if he's those, to get those yards. You didn't say greatest. You said he had the all-time how you uh, largest or greatest amount of I yards. Said he no. had, I said he has a, I said he's the lead, he's, he has an all-time he has the record of all-time rushing yards. And so therefore, this. it shouldn't make him the greatest. Just like, yeah, Seven Perry's breaking records, but it doesn't make him the greatest shooter of all time. Hell, Otto Graham has over Otto Graham has over six NFL championships. So that does that make him the greatest quarterback of all time? Quarterback, mm-hmm. if you want to go based off quarterbacks, how many what, yards what did I'm they doing, have? How many years did it doing, take to get it? Like, what those I'm, are questions that have no, to be asked. See now, you now you're trying to change it up. You mentioned I'm that person up. breaking records. We're not talking about time. I give a damn about time. You talk about stats. He's the greatest shooter in the NBA history. Shooter, meaning that he specializes in shooting. It's not my opinion, it's facts. And if you want to go there, now he's starting to put up the championships with the volume of shots, jump shots statistically that he hits and the percentage in which he hits them. He's shooting threes at almost 50%. He's shooting his mid-range games well over 45%. His free throw ability is well over 90%. Isn't so what Reggie are you part of the ninety? Is it Reggie part of the ninety forty fifty club? If I'm not mistaken, yes. Isn't and Larry Reggie Bird part of the ninety forty fifty? Sure is. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But isn't Larry part of the ninety forty fifty club too? Sure is. So then how? So how is he the greatest shooter if those guys are part of that club as well? Because they're all in the same club. Yet this man owns all the records in the club. So like, what you what are you going with, bro? Like, what are, what are, what's your argument? He's in the Our same club. He's not the greatest guys, shooter. And he's the number. He's but in he's the not same the club with all, all these individuals you named, and he okay, ultimately the owns shooter. the records for shooters. He owns the records already. Okay. While he's still building. He owns the records. Okay, but to me, he's not the greatest shooter of all time. Bro, like you, I just shut your Thank argument. You you they're all in the same no, club. You did, you did, no, still, you this man owns all the records. We greatly appreciate because, it. Because as soon as somebody calls you out on your argument, we'll he back on the air. Else. It's cool, you man. Call me out. Next day, I did same. call you out on. They're all in the same club. They need to find over and over. They're all in the same club. So if you want to go there, they're all in the same club. I was getting up. Who's the number one dude in the club? I might as well just get up. That's number one dude in the club. I'm getting up. What? Who's the number one dude in the club? On top of the people, I don't know that you stated. All I know is, all I know is, probably. for me, okay. for probably. me watching, well, watching, 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 Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time. Maybe we'll we'll Reggie Miller in there. I'll be Reggie Miller in there. Reggie Miller straight up said that Steph Curry's a better shooter than him. Well, that's coming from Reggie Miller. We have to agree with you, though. I'm waiting on You don't have to agree with anything. When another man says that this other man is better than him, I mean, I'm going to take his word for it. Well, then, I just the same old Reggie feel like that. that. <laughs> same modern Reggie, life came like out of his mouth. A really good cartoon. And on top of that, either that or Doug. 
Steph Curry got two championships going for three right now. So, I mean, I'm, I don't know. Isn't Doug on the finals MVP? <laughs> don't need a finals MVP to validate him as being the best shooter. But I hear you. Uh, well, apparently hey, we're man. undefeated. He need to get a finals hey, MVP. Hey, but hey, can, can we end this? Like, where was Go this ahead. earlier? Can we? Go ahead. Y'all done? I, I just. I just don't think they got a greatest shooter of all time, but that's just my opinion. I hear you, man. People Chris Paul is the greatest point guard ever, so I hear you, man. No, I, I, never, I hear you, man. I, no. I, never, I never said that. I never said that. <laughs> you never going to hey, let that conversation go, man. Wow. Hey, 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 you, you do realize I don't know Chris Paul like that, so you can talk about all you want. I'm going to still speak good tonight, brother. Man, I'm going to speak good too, brother. Wow. Okay. Um, thank you, Ellis, for extending the show. Um, you just had oh, to have your moment. You no problem. No, yeah, well, greatly, greatly appreciate it, man. If there's, if there's a good debate, man. Give the people what they want, and what they need, man. That's right, man. Shout out to Kurt. Yeah, man. Shout out to Curry. Shout out to TV, though, man. I appreciate you, bro. It's all shout, love, shout, man. We need shout, that sometimes. Shout out to Curry, man. It's all good, man. Now, nine. Interesting. Um, all right. So, um, there you go. FT Sports Podcast. Enjoy the finals tomorrow. <laughs> um, we'll see you hopefully next next Thursday, and maybe we can yes, break down the games and have a fair fight between TV and and and, and uh, Brandon Ellis again, man. That that was good. Have a good night, gentlemen. Indeed. <laughs>